Voters head to the polls in Michigan today. Some Republican leaders are voicing their support for IVF. And a medical school in the Bronx is going tuition-free. That's some of what we'll get to on The 7 from The Washington Post. I'm Hannah Jewell. It's Tuesday, February 27th. Let's get you caught up with today's seven stories. Number one, Michigan's presidential primaries are today. Both political parties are holding their contests to decide on their candidate. But on the Republican side, it's a little complicated. Some Michigan delegates will be allocated by today's primary, and the rest will be doled out Saturday at a convention. But the key thing to know is that Donald Trump will be looking to extend his sweep of the Republican primaries. Former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley has yet to win one, but she said she's staying in the race to offer an alternative for voters who don't like Trump or Biden. That's even after losing in her home state of South Carolina last weekend. And on the Democratic side, President Biden doesn't have a significant challenger, but he will face a test of his support among union workers. And he's also facing a push from Arab-American groups for Democrats to vote for uncommitted instead of the president. That's to protest his support for Israel's war in Gaza. Later this week, both Trump and Biden have plans to visit the southern border. Immigration is shaping up to be a key issue in this election. Number two. President Biden said a temporary ceasefire in Gaza could come by Monday. He made the comments while speaking to reporters in New York yesterday. Can you give us a sense of when you think that ceasefire will start, sir? Well, I hope by the beginning of the weekend. I mean, the end of the weekend. At least my, my, my national security advisor tells me that we're close. We're close. It's not done yet. And my hope is by next Monday, we'll have a ceasefire. Biden also said that Israel would halt fighting during the Muslim holy month of Ramadan. That would happen if a deal to release many of the remaining hostages held by Hamas is reached. Negotiators have worked for months to secure that deal, but Israeli officials have not publicly confirmed such an agreement. Israel has also said it would continue fighting after the pause expires. Israel's prime minister said he would move ahead with plans to invade the southern Gaza city of Rafah. That's where more than a million Palestinians are sheltering after being told by Israel to evacuate there for their safety. Number three. The Supreme Court seemed skeptical of state laws that regulate social media platforms. Yesterday, justices heard arguments over laws in Florida and Texas. Those laws prohibit tech companies from removing political content or banning certain accounts from their platforms. Most justices seem to think the First Amendment prevents state governments from setting the rules for social media. A majority seemed to agree that these companies had a right to moderate posts on their platforms. They saw it as similar to the way that newspapers can make editorial decisions, and bookstores and theaters can choose which content to promote. The court's decision in these two cases is expected by the end of June. It will have a big impact on how platforms operate ahead of November's presidential election. And it could shape the future of free speech online. Number four. Hungary approved Sweden's bid to join the NATO military alliance. Yesterday's historic vote in Hungary's parliament cleared the final obstacle to Sweden becoming NATO's 32nd member. Hungary's prime minister is Russian President Vladimir Putin's closest ally in the European Union. And his country has objected to Sweden's membership bid for nearly two years. Now that Hungary is on board, Sweden could formally join the alliance by the end of the week. And that would complete a process that began with Russia's invasion of Ukraine in 2022. Finland also joined the alliance last year, 
after the invasion caused both Finland and Sweden to seek security within NATO. Sweden's membership would strengthen the alliance's position in the strategically important Baltic Sea. And it would send an important message to Russia about NATO's strength as the assault on Ukraine continues. Number five. Florida lawmakers postponed a bill that would grant new protections to fetuses. The bill would have defined a fetus as an unborn child. It had passed easily through most committees in the state's Republican-led legislature. But it was put on pause yesterday after Democrats raised concerns that it could impact IVF treatments in the state. That's what happened in Alabama after a court ruling there this month said frozen embryos were equivalent to children. That led to clinics halting IVF because of legal concerns over possible damage to embryos from the fertility treatment. The Florida bill is now unlikely to advance further in the state legislature. And Republicans are now grappling nationally with the political fallout from the Alabama ruling. Some, including Donald Trump, have now voiced their support for IVF. Number six. A powerful storm front is sweeping the country today. It's the first of two storm systems pushing across the U.S. over the next week, as weather patterns begin a transition to spring. An influx of hot, dry air over the plains could lead to fast-moving wildfires. The Midwest could see severe thunderstorms, and widespread snow will blanket the Mountain West. This week is also seeing a wave of heat records. Yesterday, Dallas hit 93 degrees as temperatures surged at least 20 degrees above normal from Texas all the way to Minnesota. And at number seven, a Bronx medical school is making tuition free after a billion-dollar donation. The Albert Einstein College of Medicine received the huge donation from Ruth Gottesman. She's the chair of the school's board of trustees. Her husband, David Gottesman, left her the money when he died in 2022. He had been a business partner of the investor Warren Buffett, who's one of the richest people in the world. Before the announcement on Monday, Einstein students were called to a meeting, but they weren't told what it was about. Here's how it sounded when they heard the news. I'm happy to share with you that starting in August this year, the Albert Einstein College of Medicine will be tuition-free. Tuition at the college had been about $60,000 a year. So the school hopes the gift will allow people from diverse backgrounds who might not have been able to afford it to get a medical education. All right, you're all caught up. But before you go, don't forget that we also have a newsletter. It's called The Seven, and it's written by me and Jamie Ross. It has links to the post reporting on all the important stories I talk about here on the podcast, which is also called The Seven. Sign up at the link in our show notes, and you can have The Seven Morning Briefing delivered to your inbox early every weekday morning. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll meet you back here tomorrow. <laughs>